Welcome to episode 5 of Tales from the Rabbit Hole. I'm your host, Mick West. My guest today is Dan from California. Dan used to be a prepper, a survivalist, someone who thought that the world, or at least our current way of life, was about to end at any moment. When this didn't happen, and when he figured out that this was taking a toll on his life, Dan decided to drop the whole thing. And now he's a lot happier. So here's Dan. Dan, thank you very much for doing this. Sure, thank you. uh, Welcome to the Tales from the Rabbit Hole podcast. I'm talking to you. I don't really know anything at all about you, but Mm -hmm. what happened was you left a comment on one of the podcast YouTube videos. It was the one with uh, the ex-conspiracy theorist. Right. And you said, I'm just going to read what you wrote, if you don't mind. Sure. It says, I was exposed to the conspiracy theory mindset when I was 11 years old. I'm 52 now, and I realized that 49, none of those theories played out. It was all extreme speculation run amok. I no longer waste time with it, and I'm much happier. And I thought that was mm-hmm. that was a bit of a fascinating comment, and you know, it seemed like there was obviously an interesting story behind that. Well, so, yeah. So I was wondering if you could take us back to uh, sure. when you were eleven and uh, what actually happened. Twelve, yeah, okay. at eleven or twelve, I had a my dad's brother, my uncle, would come home for the holidays and uh, you know to share whatever book he was reading at the time. He's a real smart guy, college educated, this and that, and um, he read George Orwell's Nineteen Eighty Four. Uh-huh. And then after that, books about the CFR, the Trilateral Commission, Bilderbergs, you know, all the, the usual suspects. And uh, this was a, a, con- a, a frequent thing throughout my youth. So it was always a topic that I knew something about, even though it was just information from him. Um, so I always knew of this, I hate to say Illuminati, but this other mm-hmm. power structure going on as I grew up. And so there was always, you know, the, the, the thing behind the thing, so to speak. But it didn't really have any effect on my behavior or outlook until 2008. All that other time, it's just, you know, you hear things, learn things, whatever the case is. But it was in 2008, just prior to Obama being elected, there was an email that got sent out. And um, it, it just said something to the effect of, of when Obama is elected. There's going to be a, an event, and he will be forced to implement martial law for anywhere from 60 to 90 days. And this thing is about 25 pages long. It was really done well. Wow. And being of a conspiracy theory mindset anyway, and then getting a hold of this bit of information, that's when I started to act upon these things as far as becoming a prepper. I don't think they call it prepping back then. Mm-hmm. Became a prepper. Um, you know, stocking foods, guns, bullets, all this kind of stuff, learning skills, this kind of thing. Where it is now, it's like the mindset was, okay, you know where this thing's going to end. So whatever you were doing before, you need to jettison that. Now you're going in this other direction, preparing for this inevitable uh, bad thing. And so at that point is when it actually affected my lifestyle. Whereas prior to that, it was just you hear of these things. You know, like I said, go back to my uncle. We talked about oh, there was always an economic collapse on the horizon uh, and these kinds of things. But it wasn't until 2008 where I actually acted upon it and said, just through fear, that, uh, hey, you need to do something here. And I got my family involved and, you know, we stockpiled food, water, mm-hmm. this kind of thing. And here it is. We're, we're into Trump now. And we, we survived this Obama thing. None of that ever happened. 
Yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, some of those things that I stored up and locked away back then, I finally had to throw away. <laughs> um, so yeah. I was kind of, well. and I had at that point, I had to take a, 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 um, around 2000, I want to say 12 in there, the, the, the uh, recession was going on, this and that. And I had to say, you know, this, this, why am I putting time in on this thing? And um, it's, it's especially with YouTube. I mean, I can just eat these videos up. And I just said, you know, this stuff isn't panning out. I'm not saying that it might not happen in the future. You know, things all, you know, something could happen. Yeah. But for as much time as I've invested with concern, worry, whatever you want to call it, and really nothing ever happened. If I was picking horses, racehorses, I'd be the ultimate loser. But it was just yeah. the time and the effort put in and spent thousands of dollars, you know, preparing for these things and all that, you know, um, yeah, I don't with, want to see it was with, a waste of time, but it was of no value. Indeed, yeah. With prepping, I think uh, in a way, like you're you're taking a little gamble on the future. I suppose there's nothing you wrong are. with being prepared, and I'm, I'm sure right, you still have prepared. a reasonable level of preparation for right. uh, things like natural disasters and whatnot. Right. Now, right. I mean, everyone should do that, uh, and you know, something might have happened <laughs> during right. your prepping years. There might have been a giant earthquake or something, and then right. you would have been being glad, but. These things are kind of few and far between the uh, the things where you actually need things. Uh, so you had the idea, you know, back in like the the two thousands that society was mm -hmm. going to collapse uh, during the Obama more, years, more or less, yes, and that it was going to be something deliberate done by the uh, uh, the Illuminati, essentially, you know, the right? Powers, the Except, B or yeah. whoever. Yeah, well, whoever you you could pick your favorite, you know, in group. Yeah. The Illuminati or whatever the case is. But, um, you know, I actually believe, you know, I've had uh, friends here on YouTube where they think there's just one body of people, this cabal or whatever. <laughs> and I actually, I can look at it now and say, well, there's many. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know for a fact that there's a company, uh, they're called Toyota Motor Company, and they will go out of the way to do anything and everything possible to get you to buy their product. They will yeah. market you. They will show you pretty pictures on the television and magazines. And they're doing everything they can to manipulate you, teach you not to buy a Honda, but to buy a Toyota. Mm -hmm. And some, say, some will say, well, that's not the same thing. Well, yeah, but we have many groups like that. The left wants you to do what the left wants. The right wants you to do what the right wants and whoever's pushing their buttons or whatever. Yeah. And so you get to the point where I just can't see one single group or two that runs everything. When I think everyone's trying to run everything. I don't yeah, think there's any one group that has this thing nailed down. If they did, then it does a job because what what, nothing's turned out to plan so far. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I always point out just how many billionaires there are in the world. If you look at the right. list of Forbes billionaires, That's and they're just so diverse. You've got like a whole bunch right. in China. You've got a bunch in Russia. You've got a bunch in America. You know, a lot in America. Right. You got them in the UK and France, Europe, Australia, and New Zealand. You know, billionaires all around the world, and they're all, they're all doing different things, and they're all in different industries. And we can't assume that every billionaire is this evil, you know, man behind the curtain. I mean, some are just very successful. Yeah, some were lucky you know? to get their billions. Yeah, so lucky, they, whatever. The, you know, yeah. they, they invented something that uh, turned out to be really useful, like right, uh, right, like Skype, or like what we're doing right here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like back in uh, say two thousand and eight, what were the types of conspiracy theories like? Other than just a general idea that the government was plotting this big, mm -hmm. this big uh, economic shift in the future, would you I, believe other things as well? Like well, I mean, things? I believed other things. Like there was maybe um, 
you know, I was a hardcore fan of Art Bell for all those years, mm. you know, when he was going on and you had your, I never bought into the, I mean, you looked at all the, um, I think it was Major Ed Dames or something every, you know, next year, this is it, this thing's over. Right. And he had that many years. Uh, I did. I, I accepted a lot of these things, like maybe there was an Illuminati or maybe it was the Jews or maybe it's the this or that. I kind of accepted that, but it wasn't until I got this one email where it's it, this was going to, to affect me. This was actually going to touch me. But those other things, I really can't control any of that, even if it's if it were true. Mm-hmm. If there is this cabal somewhere, what can I do? Yeah, that's something, really, you know, something that, that you grew up with was that kind of belief that there was, right. you know, a powerful group of people controlling yeah, I mean, the world. I, I grew up in the Cold War, you know, so I was in 1985 is when I graduated yeah. high school in Reagan and all that with the fear of nuclear holocaust and all this kind of thing. And so you just kind of get numb to this kind of stuff. But it wasn't like I said, it wasn't until I got that email, random email, and um, which got me to act, say, you know, this could affect me here. This is something that could, if this happens, this is going to happen here, and this is going to affect me. Where that, that had, it, it, it took my, my um, level from concern to fear. Like, okay, mm-hmm. you, if you don't do something and this does happen, you're in a bad way. So it was, that was a real motivator for me. But as far as other conspiracies, you know, having been at this stuff for so long, it's more just like an, uh, like some kid reads a comic book series and just keeps going with it and going with it and going with it. Well, there's so many different things that happens in every magazine that you just keep – to me, it was just an ongoing thing. So I never, mm-hmm. I never locked into any one thing, uh, whether it was this or that or, or the other, you know, kind of deal. So that was – I can't nail down any one conspiracy theory that really had me wrapped up. Yeah. Were there conspiracy theories back then that you thought were just a bit too ridiculous? Like, I mean, there's things like – Reptilians. Go, like, Reptilians, obviously, that's a, yeah. that's at the, David the far Edgar, end of the spectrum. Yeah, um, then we had a lot, a lot of the the. I think it was, and it might be someone someone other than Major Dames. I think there was Hoagland did a lot of stuff too. That mm-hmm. when you start dealing with planets, meteorites, asteroids, this kind of stuff, you know, it's like okay, you know, if that happens, what are you going to do? I mean, yeah. how much? You, even if they said it's coming tomorrow, okay, but whatever. You, you, you can't stop it. There's nothing you do. So you just it's so it's so uh, extreme that you just you just quit right off the get go. Okay, if that happens, it happens. Whatever. I can't put any. I'm not going to invest any time in that. Right, right. So, like, say chemtrails, for example, was that something you paid attention to? You know, chemtrails. I we're right we're we're right next to an airport here, and I've been mm-hmm. I've, I've always worked around an airport, and uh, I'm here in the central California. You can see the sky most of the time. Right, and. Kim trails, contrails, whatever you call it. I've grown up around them my whole life. Um, until they started calling them Kim trails, originally I thought, hey, there's something to this. Wow, this is. But as you get a little older, a little wiser, you realize, I don't see the profit in this. I just don't see how you're going to. And just like I think you guys spoke on before, how are you mm-hmm. going to keep all these people quiet? I have friends that are pilots, commercial pilots, and they just laugh. I yeah. mean, the. Um, I mean, I have a better idea. Instead of us flying over your house and spraying it, why don't I just get you to drive in somewhere to a drive-in and eat our food? That's how I'm going to poison you. Mm-hmm. I mean, poison. And it's already, we know it's a bunch of food's a bunch of crap, so it's it'd be far more effective, and you would pay me for it. Why would I spend time spraying you from thousands, ten to thirty thousand feet, not knowing where it's going to land, and all this kind of thing? I just yeah. that doesn't, and I don't see the profit in it. For the amount of expense of a, the chemtrail. And then uh, what the profit is, I don't get it. I don't, yeah, I, I don't buy uh, into that. 
I think the, the theory that they have now is that it is some kind of geoengineering, like they're trying to change the climate to uh, either prevent yeah. global warming or fake global warming. It's not, not entirely clear what they're, they're saying. Yeah. They're but doing. even then, most of the time, if you're going to do something that's for the good, you tell people about yeah. it. <laughs> Why would you do it secretly? Hey, I'm trying that's to save right. the world. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. You know, that's just, that's not going to, you know. And apparently they've been doing it for uh, like 50 years or so. Oh, yeah. The, just, the further back you I go. I have friends that are crop dusters. And even they would say, mm. it's very ineffective. Very yeah. ineffective. Yeah, I mean. The, if that's the crop, what you were doing. Crop dusting, you have to do it close to the ground, obviously. Because oh, you've got to get right on spot. it. You spray things that are way up there that are just going to come down like, you it know. It ends up in Kansas. Thousands of miles away. Right. Yeah. What about uh, say nine eleven? There's a whole broad number of conspiracies yeah. around nine eleven. Nine eleven. I got caught up in that, especially with the uh, Zeitgeist or Zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. However you guys say that. Zeitgeist, I think. Zeitgeist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I think most of this at the time. Let me point something out. I don't think I'm speaking up for myself. Mm-hmm. But everyone's known. Maybe you had a girlfriend or your wife or friend or something that liked to go to horror movies, scary yeah. movies. I don't like to be scared, but I've had girlfriends. Oh, they just love that. Just love something about it. And I think what happens when we get into these topics, especially when dealing with YouTube videos, and I had to ask myself, why do I watch this stuff? Even when I know it doesn't play out most of the time, mm-hmm. why am I watching this? Well, it, it brings up a, um, it alters my state. It brings up an emotion in me, which is mm-hmm. anxiety, anxiousness. And I guess I like that. Okay, so yeah. when you see something like Zeitgeist or this kind of thing, that really freaked me out when I first saw it. And so I was like, whoa, but this was like a horror movie. This thing mm-hmm. really, oh, man. And over time, I, I'm looking back, I'm thinking, when they, when they, the claims that they've made, I'm thinking, you know, over, over time, I'm looking back, so I, don't, I don't think so. It, uh, I mean, I kind of bought into it originally, but I'm like, I just, I don't think you can, get, once again, you're going to get that many people on the same page. The timing's got to be perfect. Um, too many people involved. You just can't, you know, someone would have spoke of something by now. Uh-huh. You know, I set the bombs or what, you know, this kind of stuff. And I just, I, I can't, I just, I, I don't give any time for it now. That's, that's really interesting. The analogy you drew there with the horror movies, like it's, you know, yeah. it's some kind of like visceral response that your, your brain just... Well, it's got some chemicals that you your body kind of enjoys in a way, like a roller coaster right. ride. Right. If you look, if you look at, um, let's say, I take, I watch a lot of YouTube videos. If you're an inspirational speaker and you actually inspire people with mm-hmm. your words, people like that, and they're going to watch your videos and support your videos and buy your T-shirts or whatever you got going on. Because it makes them feel good. It makes them it, feel good. It, it's there's not a, just. A, Something out of it. It's an emotional thing. Yeah. Uh, Same thing if you look at SHTF videos. uh, I used to look at all, I used to watch stuff all the time. SHTF scenarios or coming videos, Survival type stuff. For me, it brought out that, that for me, it was anxiousness. The the emotion, the state, Mm -hmm. my mental state that it was preying upon was the, uh, this anxiety, this fear. And it was like, hit me with like a ton of bricks one day. I'm like, that's why I'm watching this stuff. I already know that this meteor is not going to hit her tomorrow. There's not an EMP happening tomorrow or some of these, you know, all these wild speculative things. Mm-hmm. But why am I still watching this? I know most of this is, is baloney because I got that horror movie effect. And do you See, think like, so, 
like prepping and uh, preparing for it, it, it almost is like the opposite type of thing. It's giving you a sense of security. A sense of security. It. But remember, most of these things will give you – originally, once you think about it, it gives you a sense of hopelessness. Mm. And how do you yeah. fight hopelessness? You do something. So what do you – well, I better prepare. I better – well, if at, least I, at least I have this. I've done this part. Most guys want to act. When they get information, they want to act upon yeah, it. Yeah. See, so, and I think, I know, like I said, nothing wrong with prepping. I, I have a lot of friends yeah, here on YouTube, yeah, preppers, this and that. And, uh, but I know for me, I said, speaking for myself, once I realized what the recipe was, it, it, certain channels I watched a lot and they had the most extreme data. Like, okay, it's going to be bad. It's coming soon. It's imminent. Uh, whatever the thing was, you know, collapse or whatever. It's right on the, you know, we're right on the edge of this thing. It's any time now. These guys would have 500,000 subscribers and get 50,000 views by noon. And I was one of them. And if you look at the comments, I would I would be willing to bet that 50% of people that support this channel, these views, are people like me that were getting off on this anxiousness mm -hmm. kind of thing. And so I have other friends that have channels, good, honest people, genuine people, but they don't push the extremes they got 5,000 subscribers. They get 2,000 views. And they, they're not tapping into yeah. the people like me that become addicted to this kind of thing. See, so you get this whole emotional thing. So it's, and I, it's not healthy. It's, it's really not healthy for, for someone like who is in my situation. See, I, yeah, it, it, I can see yeah. that. I, uh, yeah. I do some like flat earth debunking videos. And right. mine, I've, I've seen them. Kind, I've of, seen them. kind of sober. Uh, here's the facts type things and then there's other people who do flat earth debunking videos and they're all like uh yeah yeah you're an idiot uh you know this guy doesn't know what he's talking about like what a moron and uh, here i'll explain what right. the thing is right. and they're much more emotional uh oh exactly they get way more views than i do because uh, right. <laughs> i just i just stick to the science and uh well it's it's if you're going to get big you have to push that button mm -hmm. now chances are Yes, yeah, maybe not be your thing. It's not my thing. I don't want to be followed by a bunch of people that are a little unhinged, like myself. Um, but if 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 you're going to do that kind of a top note, just like I said, if you're going to do inspirational speaking, you need to push that button and inspire those people. That's a positive thing. But when you're doing SHTF, apocalypse, this kind of stuff, collapse, that's not a positive thing. It's a negative deal from the get-go. And you have to push that negative button in those people. And the more extreme you do it, the more participation you get. Yeah. Well, there's people out here that have figured out the recipe, and that's what they do. They play it up. If it's a, if an event happens today and it's on a level of five, they push you to eleven, and get the crowd fired up, and people just just go for it. Yeah, there's and a lot of uh, this is it. Uh, yeah, this is it. It's this happening. It. Right, uh, and it videos. doesn't matter if you're completely wrong. You can make all the wild speculation you want, predictions, mm -hmm. and if you fall flat on your face, someone who like me, when you push my button. I'll forgive you for that. I'll watch the next video. We'll go back in again. Push my button. See, once I realized that about this topic, about whether it's conspiracy theory or this coming collapse or whatever, it really ticked me off. I'm like, man, I'm getting played here. <laughs> so it's, it's, I have to look at things. And the, 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 if I see nothing else, the most important thing is if you lock into these things and let them affect your state of mind, you basically get a bad attitude. You cannot maintain a good attitude, at least someone mm. like me, when you're bringing all this information in, this bad news, coming collapse, warnings, concerns. Um, 
And so you end up with a, a perspective about your, your, your world is very, you're very, to me, I think it's damaged at this point because you just look at everything from that conspiracy theory becomes your, your filter or SHTF collapse preparedness becomes your filter for everything. I mean, I missed, if you go back to like 2010, 11, I was full on into this stuff. There were, there were financial opportunities that came my way that I avoided because I said, well, this, I don't think the system is going to be available. I don't think currency is going to be around for another year or two. Right. And I passed over some great opportunities. Uh, and you, you tend to start segregating yourself from, we'll just call it normal society because, well, they're not awake yet. They don't know what's going on. We just like to spend time. So you just, you start segregating yourself from that. And you just you can get to some really dark a really dark place. I, I, for me, it just gave me a really bad attitude. Did it affect your relationships with like other people that you worked with or that you you met? You know that you you know you, people that I you kind knew. Of re- yeah, as far as no, because um, I knew if you tell too many people, this will think you're crazy. <laughs> so right. the uh, and then my family they've always known about this stuff. Okay, so it is not. I never. Um, hmm. It was never a thing where I was – I mean, I probably spent less time – I'm kind of reclusive anyway. I, I do retail as part of my life, and then I go home. I'm at home by myself, animals and all this stuff. I raise cattle. Um, so I've never wanted to really go out go out of my way to create a new circle of friends. So I can't really judge that you know, as far as – has it affected my, my social life? I don't know. Did you feel like you were part of an online community with the people online that you would uh, chat with? Oh, about yeah. This? Oh, yeah. I've actually made some pretty good friends uh, online through these topics. Yeah, I've been doing this since 2008, mm-hmm. as far as being active on YouTube. But yeah, since 2008, I've made some actually pretty good friends. They don't all agree with me. And I've had some other friends, too, that were just like me as far as during the Obama years, how the whole thing's going to get bad, this and that, that have pretty much left the topic. They do other mm-hmm. things now. They've gone into hobbies. It's like they grew out of it, kind of like in my situation. It's like, you know, this just, I, I'm 52. I don't know how many years I have left. I want to get the most out of it. And I'm not going to waste it burning it up on this stuff. Yeah, you I'm know. 52 too, so I, I have oh, the same. You, uh, you know, when you talked same about. Aches co- and pains. Yeah, when you talked about the, oh, the aches and pains, I know what you're talking mm-hmm. about there. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, when you're talking about the Cold War, I remember growing up in the, in the 80s, yeah. uh, and there were things like the, the Star Wars program and, uh, with Reagan uh, mm-hmm. and the threat of nuclear war uh, back then. And now, okay. where. Where were you? I was in the Where UK when I, when I grew up. Okay, I, I, I do because I was at Australia at one time at that at that time, and mm. I feel, I have to assume the news you guys got was different than the news that we got, because I had friends that were from the UK. And they say, "Hey, we're hearing this, this, and this." Yeah. Well, we're hearing it. You know, we were hearing a different. You know, it's more of a um, fear. Oh, this guy Reagan's crazy. He's falling asleep at the wheel. Whereas we didn't hear a whole lot of that over here. My friends in Australia surely did. They were scared to death. There was there was some of that in the UK. There was quite yeah. a lot of people who made fun of him. There was <laughs> a, a famous uh, satirical puppet show back in the eighties called Spitting Image, and okay. they had a, a segment every week, which was the president's brain is missing, where they would, <laughs> would make fun of the latest things that he said. So <laughs> we were definitely aware that there was uh, you know questions right. about uh, about Reagan right. back then. So like the, the people that you met online, are the you know you, you proved to be friends with online, are there some now who are still in that conspiracy mindset right. that, that you still talk to? Hmm. Oh, yeah. I have uh, people I subscribe to way back then. I still subscribe to now because they were small. They're still like small channel people, a couple thousand subs. 
And I support them. But whereas their, if their video comes across my screen, it's just another title about this collapse or how to prep what. I just don't, I don't necessarily, you know, okay, that's my friend doing his thing. That's, he's still doing that or whatever. And I don't, I don't wish them any harm. That's, you know, they got to do what they think is right. But I just don't participate like I used to. But most of the big channels, the, the channels that knew how to push my button to get me involved, I, I, I'm done with all those. I don't want to go anywhere near that hmm. because it's still entertaining for me. You know, you yeah. put up a good title, a good warning kind of thing. It's still that scary movie. I might want to see it and get you know caught up or whatever. Do you but, feel like uh, you might get sucked back in again if you uh, watch a few videos? No, the um, it goes back to the same. Um, there's a little bit of a discipline. When I was going through all this, probably about 2012, 13, I'm a Christian, okay, mm-hmm. and trying to follow the teachings of Jesus. And a good part of that, if you look at if if it took me a while to figure this out, if you look at the attitude that you, my faith wanted me to have, and then the attitude that I was creating over here in this um, scary world kind of thing, yeah. two different things. So wait a minute, how am I going to walk this thing out when I'm constantly getting myself all yeah. jacked up over here? Kind of deal. So that was another part of it too, where it's like you know you, you got to you, you have no choice but to separate yourself from this because you're getting too emotionally involved in this stuff, which messes up your attitude, and now you're off the path again, so to yeah, speak. That's so that was uh, you know bad attitude. How long do you think you, your your transition took? You said like was around when, when was it you started kind of having doubts about it? Well, as far the, I can't give exact dates, but probably around. Um, I'm going to say 2000. Well, actually, I kind of I, I was pretty good for a while. They're kind of staying out of this stuff. We're watching certain videos. I'm not going to watch these videos anymore. It's going to be a bad mm-hmm. attitude. Then the ISIS thing started to rock and roll again. And there right. was there was a Fourth of July coming up, and this had to be I think 14 or 15. Might have been 2014. And that kind of got me wound. Oh, you know, I better be, you know keep my eye on this. Right. This might be something that you know feel here at home. And kind of got caught up in it again. I started making videos myself. So let's say 14, 15, and then realize that, you know, this is just a repeat. You're, you're doing it all over again. You're caught up in this thing. Yeah, it's been entertaining, but here you go. You got this bad attitude going again, uh, miserable outlook. You know, the future is not bright and yeah. um, this kind of thing. And then that affects everything else that you do. You know, bad attitude. That's just terrible. So, I mean, um, so that would be probably by... 15 i'm like yes you're we're done with this you know you can't you, you gotta stop doing this again and it, it, it's that's the probably that at that point is when i realized i'm getting my buttons pushed here okay why am i why am i why do i go back to this stuff but yeah there were some uh, some very compelling events that happened like i said isis was it was just starting to rock and roll and there were threats of some uh, terrorist attacks possibly mm-hmm. happening here but i said what is it it's it's that horror movie you know, anxiety thing going again that you want to be scared, whatever it is, something that I liked, obviously, that drew me back into this thing or kept me in it. And I realized, okay, you got to you got to just divorce yourself from this. This is not getting anywhere. Yeah. And it's affecting everything else that I'm doing. You get a yeah, bad attitude. The bad attitude thing. It's very interesting. It's like, you know, it's making you like, you know, kind of a toxic personality right, in a way. Right. Like you say you're a lot happier now and you seem like a, a happy person just talking to you. Sure. Were you? Would you say you, you were act, like really angry or like suspicious? No, it's uh, how would you put it? Uh, more of a uh, I don't want to say depression because that's a pretty powerful mm-hmm. thing. I've never really been a depressed person, but it was like um, almost like living a countdown. 
And so you had this extra weight of this extra stress on you. Right. And so when other people were having, you know, they call them the, the sheeple out there. Oh, look, they're all happy and, you know, because they don't know what's going on. Well, I started saying, well, these people are happy, whether they know what's going on or not. And I'm over here miserable. I don't think I actually have treated people poorly, but I did not, um, just like you said, oh, you seem like a pretty happy person. I probably seemed like a very happy person then. Just an extra added, it put a lot of stress on me. Okay, and you, you, yeah. you met people that are really burdened with stress. They're not that oh, much yeah. fun to be around. Yeah. It impacted yeah. things, but in a subtle yeah. way. Yeah, so it changed your your outlook on life, really. Like, right. You, oh, you, you, you were living on the edge, like you felt like there's this sense of impending doom. All exactly. The time. Now, some people might say that having a bad attitude or this sense of impending doom is not a good reason to stop believing in things. Because, uh, you know, you're just doing it to feel good. And that's almost like you wanting to be a sheeple because you think sheeples are happier. Great point. Put your head in the sand. Yeah. Um, How would you respond to that? Well, I have to speak for myself. Uh, I've known some I know some people that can do the scare video and they're prepared for it and they go out and have a wonderful life. Or so they say, Mm -hmm. not me. I just took it real serious. You know, if someone said that this thing is going to happen, it's really soon. Another guy says that, hey, you need to get prepared for that. I don't have time for idle chit chat and these kind of things. So yeah. it was it, all of a sudden I'm getting geared up for this thing. Meanwhile, everyone else around me is going on about their day like nothing's up. Right. And so I'm a, I'm, I'm a, a square peg in a round hole all of a sudden. And so if someone says, well, you can't just ignore these things. Well, I'm not choosing. To, well, I am. I'll be honest. I'm ignoring these things because the effect on me was so dramatic. Right. I want more out of myself. There's, I can't these these fear videos. I'll call them. I can't control any of these things. I have no impact on these things whatsoever. I watched a video today of a, a friend that's talking about you know they're going to come take our guns. Big fear about taking the guns. Well, maybe mm. they will. Who knows? What are you going to do when they come take your guns? I'll probably give it to them. You know, because I don't want to end up in jail or shot where the case is. I've lived with that again before. I can do it again. No big deal. Uh, but these people, that's just that's blasphemy. The, the The important thing for me is one is my faith and my family. It always respect right. your faith and family. And these other things were affecting my faith and my family. So I have to make a decision. What's more important? Well, yeah, but what about fighting for the Constitution? You know what? It'll have to fight on its own. I got my faith and family to deal with first. And if I've got all that in, in, in you know, control, then maybe I could go outside of it. But that's, that's the important thing for me. Yeah. Well, I think you mentioned earlier, I mean, it's not just, uh, you know, wanting to feel better. It's also you saw these things not, not coming true. Right. Uh, after a while. So you do it for years and years and nothing ever happened with, you know, with Obama supposedly doing right. this reset or whatever. Yeah, it didn't happen. I'm no, I was no fan of Obama, but no. for what was being warned, none of that happened. And so it was, you know, as a speculator, I did a terrible job. <laughs> so why, why do you think it is that, you know, these predictions keep being made over decades and pretty much none of it ever comes true. You know, we don't have FEMA camps. We don't have the UN taking right, over. Right, FEMA camps, great example. Um, you have a new generation of kids coming up. Because here's the thing. I've watched, I said, I've been, at, I've been at these type of videos for 10 years. And watch, I've watched people that are from back then that are still in it. And I've watched people that have came in and phased out. Mm. They, they left it. But there's a new batch coming in. Now, the ones that phase out kind of, I think, end up like me. where they said, you know, this just... This kind of sucks. This is not a topic that makes me happy. You know, what am I working for? 
okay, yeah, something bad may happen. We'll do what we can. But meanwhile, I need to enjoy my day. I need to enjoy my family. I got, I'm working for something. I, you know, this is no way to live my life. And I've had a lot of friends that were subscribers to my channel that just kind of, you know, I just got tired of the whole negative thing. And they stopped watching. They went off and did something else like I have. So it's, it's, um, you yeah. You age um, thing? Like you go through a certain period in your life, like your 20s, 30s or whatever, um, well, I don't know about that because I mean, out. yeah, that I do because I, I see people of all ages mm. and and that kind of thing. But I just say new people. I shouldn't necessarily newer generation, but although it may be an age group, there's there's new people coming on all the time. I would think it just it just depends on what. And there, there, there's another thing too is many of the bad things to be concerned about they're just repeated again. It's just another just like if right. uh, the population world population issue. I mean, I, I just I have, have a I have several books. I did a long story, but I think it was Ehrlichman or whatever had 19. We weren't supposed to get to the 80s, and now the same thing is being rehashed. And it, well, there's more people now that we'll get. You know, we're not going to make it. We've got the 12 year window or something going on now. And it's just the rehash an old thing again. And people get once again they're pushing the buttons. Yeah, I really think if you look at it, if I can alter your state, if I'm if you understand how used cars are sold, you really get the whole thing. The, 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 um, but if they can, if I can push your button for whatever anxiety, whatever uh, uh, state it is I want to put you in to, to participate in what I have, I just got to find that button. And then I got to push that thing like there's no tomorrow. I think that's what a lot of this is. Yeah. You know, we see it in politics, we see it in, in, in all these things, but they just try, you got, we're preying on each other's emotions all the time. And it's for manipulation, trying to get – I want you to do – I want you to buy my Toyota. I want you to buy our, our soda product or whatever it is. But um, I think a lot of this stuff, once you understand the recipe – and really, I, I, some of these – a lot of these people are making good money on YouTube. Okay? I mean, I, not to pick on anyone, but are you going to watch Alex Jones and get a positive, feel-good message? <laughs> It won't sell. It's not what the program's about. And I'm not knocking the guy. I had a good old problem with the guy. But if you, you're not going to get a, you know, things don't seem that bad today. It might be stable for a while. I think things are going to be okay. Let's talk about the weather. You know, that's not going to happen. It's every show's the last show because that's what that's how they push the button to get you to participate. You've, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you've been attacked by these people, and oh, they yeah. are serious. Well, how yeah. do you get those people fired up? You got to push their buttons. Yeah, they're very, very serious. I mean, they think it's the most important thing ever. Oh, yeah. That's, you know. Well, it's strange. Like uh, some of the more vocal people actually being the people who, uh, you know, there's people like the 9-11 people and stuff like that. But the, the UFO people have been some of the uh, uh, more more vocal uh, people in terms of attacking me because they think it's this super important thing that the government is covering up these aliens, uh, right, alien right, bases right. or whatever. You're, and they think disclosure is going to be the the, the big change in the world. Right. Uh, it's a different type of the, thing, but it's still the same feelings, I think. Yeah. When they, when your ox gets gored, it's a big deal. <laughs> you know, it's the it's when you're when the thing that you're invested in. Yeah. Um, you know, that's just they're gonna they're gonna fight back. I had a thing at one time where. Um, it was the the uh, the wolf crowd, people that were wanting to save the wolves, wolf reintroduction, mm. this and that. And I had a lot of friends that were trappers, legal trappers, and um, you didn't make a comment or something like that. But I think out of all the crowds, even the flat earth guys are kind of tough, but no one could hold a candle to the <laughs> save the wolf crowd. Man, they were they're they're tough. Yeah, they were. Tough. 
So I just yeah. finally said, you know what? I'm not going to get these conversations. <laughs> I can't win. These guys are vicious. Fascinating stuff. I always kind of felt that there was kind of a, a, like a demographic bulge of, of young people coming in and coming out. But it's interesting you say that you think it's all kinds of different ages. Like mm-hmm. You think it's, you know, it takes a certain amount of time for people to kind of work through these things? I think if you look at like what brings a person to it, I think the videos, the production is so much better now. Mm, yeah, Before we got here, I, I'm a guy in my car. I'm in the Honda Civic here, spitting out something on the internet here. But now these the production of these things are so much better, and they're well done, and they're believable and compelling. And you share it rapidly. You push a button on your phone. Now everyone on your list gets to see it. Yeah. And some of those people are gonna. It's their button, man. You just push their button, and they're in. So I really don't know if it's any more complicated than that. Yeah, that's something I, in my uh, my book, Escaping the Rabbit Hole. I talk about how uh, YouTube is responsible for a lot of a lot of the conspiracy. Oh yeah, big now. time, big time. And it's just it's almost kind of like a mainlining type thing. It just gets gets the stuff into them a lot faster right. than before. Whereas uh, you, you go know, direct. Yeah, like you had your uncle when you were young, and mm-hmm. you know he was probably going by books and what, what right, right. like Much, uh, radio shows and things like that. He didn't do a lot of radio shows. He was a a. I think by his own description, what they call a hard money economist. Hmm. Uh, this is a fiat economy we have here, so they want to go back to a gold-based economy and silver. Yeah, yeah. He was one of those guys that bought gold and silver and all that. And so most of his stuff was about a collapse or government, uh, tyrannical government type of thing. And it was from uh, – there weren't a lot of radio shows. There like, even back then, I don't think Art Bell was going on yet. So it was basically newsletters. He got a lot of newsletters. Oh, really? And Yeah, guys that would – you know, that was the big deal back then, mailing list. You get on a mailing mm-hmm. list, they send you their newsletter. Uh, and he would have stacks of these things and just read them. And it was basically the same it, – it was it – was, that was their YouTube then, see, this for that being- topic. The late seventies, early eighties. Late seventies, uh, early eighties. Yeah, and yeah. they would subscribe to your newsletter. That's kind of a a, a meme joke now. Like if someone yeah. has really interesting <laughs> ideas, you say, "Very interesting. I would like to subscribe to your newsletter." But people <laughs> yeah. actually did that back then in the in the early eighties. They actually had newsletters. Make sure you put a internet. stamp on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you'd get things through the mail, and you'd read them. It was very slow pace. Yeah, but in oh, some ways, it was. I mean, back then you heard about stuff. I mean, here we are instantaneous. A big event could take weeks before you heard about it, you know, yeah. especially something in the Middle East or something like that. Weeks before we'd get a hold of it. And it was only from one or two sources. Now you got people on the ground. You know, that's amazing. Yeah. I think it's, it's interesting you do get the same types of conversations that are like in these newsletters as you do in like internet chat rooms, even though it just right, takes right. so much longer to happen. Right. I did a bit of research into the history of the Flat Earth Movement, and it was back in the late 1880s when it was going on. And they had uh, discussions in the letters columns of newspapers. And you can read these letters going back and, and forth between people. And it was right. it's just like people chatting on Facebook. Someone will right. say, it's extremely no, like, slow. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes it but it was great money. for the economy because you had to deploy the guy with the donkey and the everything else, you know, the transport yeah. and everything else. Yeah. But it, it kind of shows that these are the kind of universal yeah. type things that you know, people like to to have these little dribs of information and now you're getting them in much more uh much more right. of a torrent and i think that's i think that's affected us i yeah. think that's affected us because you just you could get a, a constant stream of this stuff whereas before i mean you said you go back then it was it was everything was very slow but even now with so many people even when i started on youtube myself i think it was 2000 yeah like about 2007 2008 but even from then to now 
Because before I could watch a video and I'd have to take my laptop, get on, on uh, online, and if I wanted to show it to someone, I had to take him to the laptop. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, check this out. You know, or I don't even know if I had links going on back then, but it was much slower. But now, with everyone has a phone, my mother has a phone, I could, you know, ship her something right now instantaneously as she could see it. And yeah. once again, if I could push that button, it's phishing, I might, this person might participate in what I have. Because it's quicker, I think that's people, are, people yeah. have a lot less time to think about it. I think if oh, you're yeah. composing a letter to a newspaper, then it's very, very different from just like you know, typing a response to someone on Facebook. Right. So that, that shortening of the cycle of uh, you know, responding to people is, uh, is very different. There's no time to marinate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably an important thing i sometimes try to look at twitter <laughs> uh, yeah i try to not respond to things sometimes right, <laughs> especially if it's right. late late at night i'll say i'll just i'll, I'll let this one i'll sleep, on this, sleep one on this one, one. <laughs> yeah, and see what happens in the morning so, so you had a, your own youtube channel yeah uh, it's you, just it's it's uh it's it's just me a seller 559 it's just me whatever i've i raise cattle I have rescue dogs and cats. I just bought a, a dirt bike. I talk a little bit about the Bible. Sometimes I get off into politics a little bit. But basically for me, YouTube is just a way I had I had certain friends that had channels. Mm-hmm. And we would just communicate back and forth. We're just making videos back and forth. I have like seven or 800 subscribers. I'm not a big channel or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I'm not. You can't say, well, what's your channel about? It's just about me. So whatever I'm dealing with that day or whatever. Before... When I started out, I was a prepper channel. And a couple of years ago, when I, when I said, okay, that's enough of that, I made all my videos private. Right. I probably had six or 700 videos in a short amount of time that were just about prepping. Wow. Coming collapse and all this stuff. And so when I made this decision, okay, I'm, I'm done with this, I just shut all that stuff down as well. And now the channel is just, where well, it was a prepper channel at one time. It's not now. It's just whatever yeah. I'm doing. Well, I guess that kind of reflects your, your own interests. Because uh, yeah. the channel is just about you and what you're thinking about it's, yeah, it's, before yeah. you were thinking about prepping all the time and now you've got time to think about other things like your family your faith and your right right, and, right. Uh, i'm happier i don't know if i'm getting far less views but i'm happier <laughs> <laughs> not selling anything so it really doesn't matter so uh are you going to do anything like going forward with the this type of thing, prepping or conspiracies or anything like that? You got any plans to do it, or is it just basically something that's out of your life now? Um, well, I, I learned a lot of skills about prepping. You cannot unlearn skills. Mm-hmm. Okay, I do. Like I said, I do raise cattle. Occasionally, you run out of water, a pump goes down, or something. So you have to be prepared for you know instances where something like that happens. I've always been a bulk buyer of food. Okay, I don't yeah. hoard stuff like I did before. I'm still a guns and bullets guy. I always like to shoot. But, you know, I'm not getting rid of that. So as far as – but I, I'm not I'm not promoting like you need these things or whatever. I'm having more fun now. I figure right. physically my window, I might have another six, seven years before I'm just too crippled up to do anything. So that's why I got the dirt bike. We're going to go for broke. I'm just having fun now. So it's yeah. – it's uh, and I have my, my – my niece has three little boys from four to a couple of months. I just love them to death. Spend time mm-hmm. with them on the, all the time and all that. And uh, so as far as anything prepper-wise – SHTF or collapse or conspiracy theory, that's something I used to do. It's just not something I'm interested in anymore. So as far as me, I can't see myself going back to that. You did watch the video, though, the ex-conspiracy theorist. What, what kind of drew you to oh, see right. that? Uh, well, I, I originally saw you on Rogan's, yeah. Rogan's deal. I thought it seems like a reasonable guy, so I signed up for your channel. 
Okay. I saw the thing you did with the uh, like with a the, UFO. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, had, I, I did. I, I filmed a thing one. like that. Yeah, for my mom. She totally got yeah. freaked out over that. But as far as if it's a good topic, even if it's an SHG, if, if it seems like a something reasonable, I'll I'll check it out. Mm-hmm. But it's I'm not. Most of the time, I'm like, oh, this guy's pumping fear. This guy's pushing the buttons. Okay, this is not my thing, you know. Or if it's a friend of mine that might have a decent sized channel that he's he's got some topic that I might I might look at. Where are they going today? Sometimes I like I watched a video this morning. Where are these guys going today? And now they're pushing this a gun fear thing or whatever. Like yeah. okay, whatever, you know. I can't wait to get on my bike. You know, it's not. I just I've, I've spent I've invested my time in that. I just don't want to go into the. I'm not drawn to it like I was before. Once I realized they were pushing my buttons. That just kind of killed the whole thing for me. So, and I don't mean that they did it intentionally, but I was expo- I, you know, I was that little girl at the scary movie that likes to be scared, yeah. and that just took all the the bump out of it. Yeah, you get uh, yeah, people get addicted to these things. Right? Oh yeah, almost yeah. in a physical way, I think, because you do that, you do get that kind of response. Uh, the uh, the things your brain secretes, the endorphins, mm-hmm. when you get the the thrill of being state. scared. Yeah, you know, that's and that's what people, marketing is: altering someone's state. You know, buy that Toyota. Okay, it might not be a negative thing, but... Yeah, yeah. All right, well, this has been very interesting, very interesting. Is there anything else you want to talk about, or anything we've covered? Uh, The one thing I'll say is just if um, protect your attitude. Hmm. Whatever you're into, whether you're into conspiracy theories or knitting with cat fur or whatever the thing is, inspirational, protect your attitude. Because I see it so much more now at my age than I didn't notice before. If something, if you or someone else alters your attitude, uh, it's affecting everything else that you do. And if you want to get the most out of what you're doing, you want to be all there. You want to be in your best mindset to do it. And so, and don't, don't think that well, I can listen to this, um, you know, weird music here, whatever it doesn't affect. You know, everything affects our attitude. So if you just you want to live your best life, you got to have the best attitude for it. And you really, I don't think we protect that enough. We, we, should, we should be more careful of what we let in. See, and that, that would be the only I think is advice I'd give people. You got to protect. You got to have the right attitude, and you got to protect yeah. that. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Great advice. Well, thank you very much, Dan. Big uh, West, thank you. Yeah, it's been very interesting. You've been listening to episode five of Tales from the Rabbit Hole. Coming up in episode six, we talk to a man called Tim Osman. At least that's the name he goes by. Tim thinks 9-11 was an inside job, but he spends a lot of time debunking the flat-earth conspiracy theory. Interesting chap, coming up in episode 6.